0: thanks and then power of course the empowering people that's what gets me going i there's nothing i like more than seeing people step into what god's got for them and uh, and helping them get there um it's exciting the youth i'm looking forward to youth so just to clarify i i'm gonna be there So i get to put my size in and get a hoodie just checking otherwise i'm not coming Thank you, Lord. Cool. So we're just starting uh, our series, a new series at the moment called Identity. And uh, one of the things we learn about... <laughs> Sorry, I can have another glass if you like. I don't mind. It's good to stay hydrated. Uh, one of the things that we learn about is that, and the Bible's really clear. It says, that as you believe in your heart, so you are. Is as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So one of the things that's really critical for us is to know who we are yes. and uh, and to take it a step further is to know who we are in Christ. So this morning, I'm, um, I'm going to uh, share a message um, and it's got four points, which is a stretch for me. Normally, I struggle to get one point done. So I will need your prayers and your patience and I'm actually going to pray so I can do this too because I'm not even kidding. Uh, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that uh, we are who you say we are, God, that we would understand that, we would believe that, and become a, uh, that, that, that truth would transform our lives, God. Okay. God, this morning, as I share the word that I believe you've given me to share to your church, that you would uh, you'd minister to us, Lord God, in a way that wouldn't just entertain us, Lord, but a way that would change our lives, God. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. Get rid of that. Cool. So like, the four points I want to work, to work through this morning is, the first one is you are loved, you are chosen, you are called, and you belong. So if I don't get there, I will write that down, and we can walk away and realize we've had the four points. <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about here is you are loved. And the other day, Pastor Malcolm and I were having a discussion and about the love of God, just was it unconditional, and how did that, uh, you know, and we didn't completely see eye to eye we we sort of thought, well is it this or is it that well it's a bit like this and it's a bit like that and and i and i've and he said well you go away and think about what i've said and i'll go away and think about what you've said and i've i've, I've been just this you know ever since that i've just been wrestling with it because his view is a little bit different to my view and you know we get stuck in our ways and we have our ideas and and I was, as i'm contemplating you know his particular view and uh, we, which wasn 't radically different to mine, it was actually pretty much the same view're just looking at it from different angles, almost like a, a coin and you 're looking at it from two sides you, you do get different perspectives, even though it 's the same item. Well it, and that was the conclusion i 've come to. <laughs> we were both right <laughs> but uh, so i 'll only get into this. So the scripture I want to start with you here is in Romans chapter five and verse eight it says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this." while we were still sinners christ died for us and it's really important to understand that christ that the love of god is there god is love he's there it's like the indian ocean is there it is there nothing's going to change that where the option comes down to is are you going to go jump in the indian ocean it's five minutes that way you're going to stay completely dry as long as you're in here If you make the decision to interact with the Indian Ocean, you can immerse yourself in this love, if you like, like the love of God, that is totally available and will always be available, unconditionally even, Malcolm. (laughs) The condition of the love touching us, which his view was it has conditions, and which turns out it does have conditions because it can't touch us if we don't go to it and get into it. So even though it's unconditional, there are conditions. See, I told you we're both, right? And it's just, and the love of God is there. And so we're starting with this perspective that we are loved and that whether you like it or not, you are loved. Whether you like it or not, you are loved. Your choice is to interact with the love or not. So part of your identity has to be no, that has to be. It is. It's not has to be. Your identity is you are loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would trust in him, whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have eternal, would have eternal life. So there was a condition to the unconditional love. The condition is that we put our faith in it, our trust in it, our belief in it. And so whether you interact within it or not, whether you wear the label or not, whether you are wet or not, you are loved. And... We have to buy that. We have to we have to get that in our minds that w- whether we feel it or not, whether we believe it or not, whether it's it's just it's there. It's written. It is doesn't change it. So you can say all oh, you like. It's so you get some interesting ideas these t- days where people say, well, I feel like I'm a six year old, you know, whatever. And and we have to buy into that and agree with them. Well, that's not the case. You can think this all you like. Doesn't change a fact. And the fact is, is that you are loved by the God who is love, and that nothing will change that. And to really start to understand this love, and our prayer today is really at the end of this, service, uh, this message, I want to give you, if you've never entered into that love, if like we're talking about the Indian Ocean, if you've never jumped into that, then we'll give you the opportunity to make that step today. But I'm, uh, what I'm talking about here is the identity of people who are walking with God the identity of a believer, the identity of people who have stepped into the love. And this is that, I'm just, this is, you've got to catch this love. Listen to this. Zephaniah, 3, you ever knew there was a book in the Bible called Zephaniah. Yeah, you do now. It's in that sticky section right in the middle where the pages are all stuck together because you've never opened that bit. <laughs> the minor prophets get so ripped off. They've been called minor like you're walking oh yeah i'm one of the minor prophets like these poor guys the book zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17 says this the lord your god is with you the mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you his love will no longer rebuke you but will rejoice over you with singing saying this love god loves you he delights in you he sings over you he delights in you and sings over you and to be totally honest I've got three kids and I couldn't say I would have really understood that properly. My first two were boys until I had a daughter. And there was just a different little section of my heart that kicked in and it was a delight. And it was, it was, it was not that I love her any more than my boys, but just this section of my heart that, that got hit. And the only word I could use is delight. I remember the moment she was born and, and I don't know if I actually understood the word delight until that second. And, and that's the love that God's got for his children. He delights over you. He sings over you. I don't know if I've ever sung over my boys, but I think Tiffany gets a song every now and again. I'm sure Meld sings over the boys. They're interesting songs. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Then, So we've got this thing. It's like, we are loved. That's your label. Whether you like it or not, you've got a label on you. That part of your identity is you're loved by a daddy who sings over you. The Scripture says that the Holy Spirit came to teach us to call... Father God Abba father Abba is Hebrew for daddy it's Hebrew for papa and uh and that's it's a, whether you like it or not you've got that label you, you like to live with it deal with it there's a place that actually says your name is tattooed on God's hand I've um got a tattoo of a cross on my arm and a tattoo of a wedding ring on my finger and, and Tiffany once come to me she said daddy what's that F- me pointing to the cross this is when I remember dropping off in kindergarten to she's pointed out the cross on my arm she's like said oh, that's because I love Jesus and then she pointed at my, the, ring, the wedding ring, and she's like, what's that? And I said, well, that's because I love mummy. She's like, where's mine, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> so you know she's getting one. Cool. So, th- th- that, but that's it. You've got to just wear it, guys. Just, it's, it's just, get it, just get over it. You're loved by God. Enter into it and, and start there. We move on to the next, thing, uh, the next point I've got for us is you are chosen. You are loved. You are chosen. Pro- Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Do you know that's not even part of my point? I just thought that's too good to leave out. You are blessed in the spiritual realms with every spiritual blessing, and the inv- the invisible produces the visible. People try and put blessings off to the invisible, hereafter, inaccessible. No. No, if it's there for you in the invisible, it will manifest in the Mm -hmm. visible. It says that the uh, eternal is created, the temporal. So you got that bit for free. Uh, In every who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. You are chosen. You are chosen in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, remember, you are loved. In love, he predestined you for adoption to sonship. You are his loved child. He's adopted you through uh, through adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. He wanted to adopt you. He wanted you. You were wanted. You were chosen. He chose you because he wants you to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us to the one he loved. There are some aspects of that we want to hit again when we move to your called, but just to really get an understanding is he chose you before the foundation of the world. He wanted you. He chose you. Matthew 18 talks about there's a story where Jesus is trying to describe this love, this, this, cho- this choosing. And, and it's 18.12, it says this, Jesus is Jesus sharing. He's like, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders off, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. What it's saying here is that you were chosen, and God made sure he found you. God made sure he found you. When you weren't there, God's saying, I'm missing one of my sheep. When you weren't in the fold, when you hadn't made that decision to enter into his love, when you hadn't made that decision to receive his salvation, receive his forgiveness, he was like, I am missing one of my kids. I remember we were in Bali and, and one of the boys went missing. And we just turned around and, and I was looking everywhere for him. And we're in a third world country, which is not under, it's not an Australian government. There is not, it's nothing like here. And I'm looking for this kid. And I I find him in a back room. They're all guys playing poker out the back and he's gone to use the bathroom and all these, I'm pretty sure they look like gangster type people. And they're very polite and very nice about it. But uh, yeah, there's a little moment where I've lost my kid in a foreign country. This is bad. And, And when we're away from our father, it's exactly like this. It says, in the same way, your father is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. He's chosen you. He knows your name. He wants you. And then I've got a little sub-point here. Yes, you, the real you. So he doesn't want whatever facade we're projecting. He doesn't want the pretend you. He doesn't want the you that you're trying to convince everybody else you are. He doesn't want the you that you might have even convinced yourself that you are. He wants you. I love this story, and I'm, I'm sure I've overshared it, but I don't care. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 says this. That night Jacob took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons uh, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. sounds like a Star Wars character, but it's a river. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. A man rested with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched, the man's, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip. So the hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. The man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? The man asked him, what is your name? What a weird story what a weird story firstly you got to understand that this man was an ethereal being adds to the weirdness of it so jacob is left alone and that's critical because jacob was alone god will get you alone because it's not until you're alone that the facades don't even matter you got nothing to prove to anybody and god will deal with you now he's like now i've got you alone now it's me and you and I love how he talks to, to talks to Job in, in the, toward the end of Job, the book of Job. It says, "Oh, you talk to me man to man. This is just me and you now. We're we're, we're talking straight." And it says, a, "This is to really understand. This is Christ. This this angel is actually actually a pre incarnation of Jesus. It's uh, Jesus was before he was born. He was. If you like it to understand it, Jesus created Jesus in one one aspect. And to understand it, the, the Bible has these times where Jesus shows up." In my personal Bible reading, I'm reading about Abraham. And there's a time where Jesus rocked up on Abraham. And he's the son of Abraham. And he's talking to Abraham thousands of years before his birth. And it's beyond my pay grade. Don't ask for the details. But here is Jacob wrestling with Jesus. Jesus has got Jacob alone. And he asks him the weirdest question at the end of a fight. All night they've been fighting. And then Jacob says, he says, bless me. See, Jacob's saying bless me because... He understands who he's dealing with. He gets it. He's like, I. He met God, and why couldn't he just say to God in the first place, bless me? The angel says to him, the angel of the Lord, the God himself, the angel of the Lord means God in angelic form. He says, hey, you've got to let me go, which tells us that the whole time Jacob's hanging on to him, he's scared God's going somewhere. He's scared God wants to go away from him when Jacob wants to get something from him. And what he says is, I want you to bless me. The weird thing is, is that Jacob had already been blessed. He'd been given the blessing of Abraham already. He already received the blessing. Jacob didn't know his identity, so he was still fighting for his identity because he didn't know his identity. He's living and striving with God because he wants this identity that he's already got. And this is you and me if we don't get it. We will strive and fight for what is already ours because we don't know. And he says to Jacob, "And that, what is your name? And this is the key part is, is, is the, Jacob got the blessing, but he told his dad his name was Esau. So he's got the blessing under false pretenses. Can I tell you that the blessing didn't come from Abraham? It came through Abraham. It came from God. And I'll tell you this second that God knew that it wasn't Esau Abraham was passing the blessing to. God wasn't fooled. God isn't fooled by your mask. God isn't fooled by your lies. God isn't fooled by the charade we put on for people. He knows. When he gave the blessing to Jacob, even though he told him his name was Esau, God knew and gave it to him. He was blessed. Jacob didn't believe that Jacob was blessed. Jacob believed that his facade was blessed. But in deep down in his heart, he didn't know he was blessed. His identity wasn't that of a blessed person. His identity was one of someone who had to strive and fight for the blessing. He didn't realize, he never took the label. He never took the identity of a blessed person. So finally, when God has got him alone, he he says, what's your name, man? And and, and Jacob's like, he's like, let me go. He's sick of, God was sick of Jacob's striving. He's like, get off me. Let me go. Enough. And Jacob's like, no, I won't let you go until you, did God not want to bless him? God had already blessed him. God doesn't do stuff he doesn't want to do. God had already blessed him. He was like, Man, you're trying to get something off me that you've got already. And that's what makes him annoyed. <laughs> that's, that's actually what the Bible talks about, the grace of God in vain. That, that's what it's talking about, is when we're striving for things we already have. Yeah. So he's striving, and, and, but, it, but Jacob had to get it. Jacob had to get that he was blessed just as he was. He was across the riverhead. None of his stuff, none of his people, none of his reputation, nothing. Nothing. And it says this, Then the man asked him, What is your name? He answered. And then in verse 27, it says that he blessed him. Sad thing about that is he was blessed the whole time. And you and me, we're striving and fighting for what we've already got. And I'm not here to give you anything today. I'm not going to give you one thing. My plan is to help you see what you've got. Amen? Amen? Amen. So you were chosen... Yes, the real you. Sub point: Yes, the real you. Just as you are, you were chosen. You were called. So, you want to take a step back here. The real you. We we hide behind the real me. I don't know about you, but we we hide behind this. This is our limitations, and we we put these labels on ourselves, and then we give those labels over more value than the label god has put on us as we're moving into you were called because god has called us to things god has called us to it says here in ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 about our calling it says that we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do but we've just read we've just read perhaps that uh he before the foundation of the world he blessed us he he, he called us and is saying he prepared things for us to do so he's got things for us to do and he's given us a label that says called he's given you a label that says purpose he's given you a label that says destiny he's given you a label that says stuff for you to do things for you to do for the kingdom for his glory a- and that's a label that he's got on us but then we put a label on ourselves which is like well i Don't speak. The prophet Jeremiah, he was called by God, and God said this to him in Jeremiah 1, verse 5. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, I do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone. I send you and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. See, God spoke to Jeremiah about his call. And Jeremiah came back to him with a label. That's the reason why he couldn't answer the call. God called Jeremiah a preacher of the gospel. Jeremiah said, no, I can't because I am too young. The prophet Moses gave God the excuse, no, I can't because I stutter (laughs) The the scripture is full of people that will refuse to do what they, because they gave God their label. And they put more value and more credence to their label than God they put on the label that God calls gives them. The label God has put on you is that you are called. Each person here has got a purpose and a destiny that God, before the foundation of the world, it says God knew you, He loved you, He planned your life, and He planned for good things for you to do. And the label that we've got is called, and we tell God, no, I am too young. No, God, I can't speak because I'm afraid. No, God, I can't because I have a family. No, God, I can't because... No, God, I can't... be and, and this is what God says to your the labels you try to put on yourself. Don't say. Don't say. He's like, no. No, you're wrong. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You, the, some of us will use our real self. Uh, this is just the way I am. And I, I tell you... That nothing aggravates me more than somebody using that default setting as an excuse for poor character. It's not an excuse for poor character. Well, I'm just, it's just the way I am. Well, I just, I'm, you know, I'm just a fiery person or I'm just a a, a lazy, I'm just, no, we we don't call it lazy, we call it easygoing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a laid back person. I am and. It's just the way I am. that well, my family was like this and this is why I'm like, it's okay, but your calling is never going to be contrary to the scripture. And the scripture calls us to live with Christ-like character. It, it just says to do that. So yeah, some of us are going to have more, cha- more of a challenge with our temper. Some of us are going to have more challenge with our work ethic. Some of us are going to have more challenge with different areas of our life. Does not give us the excuse to stop and to use that label to supersede the label God's put on you because the label God has put on you is you are called. Yeah. And if your calling seems to clash with your character, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Some, and it might be a full barrier for you right now. Well, Jacob, I feel called to preach the gospel, but I've got a wicked smack habit. Okay, well, there's a problem there. Yeah, but my, I'm an addict. Once an addict, always an addict. Well, my family was addict. I come from a long line of addicts. Great. Very valid looking reasons, but you're called. Time to deal with that problem so you can get on to the mission. Because the label called is, 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 when God's got your name tattooed onto on his hand, it means things. Your name has got your destiny tied to it. Your name has got your purpose tied to it. Your name has got your mission tied to it. In the, in the Old Testament, the names of people were so critical It was totally tied up to their destiny. And when God's got your name in me, it's it's loaded. You're loaded. We can't let the labels we put on ourselves supersede the labels God put on us. So, Jacob, I've blown it too many times. I'm too far gone. That's just another label. Too far gone is another label. Can I tell you what what, what... what it actually says on that label called, there's like little terms and conditions down the bottom. I'll read them to you. The gifts and call of God are irrevocable. Sorry, stuck with it. <laughs> Sorry, stuck with the label called. You will never, ever, ever shake the label called. You can't. It says the gifts and call of God are irrevocable. Another translation says without repentance. What does repentance mean? Change your mind. It means God's not going to change his mind about the call he put on you. Yeah. You're stuck with it. Get over it. I remember, I'm here. I said, I'm not going to give you anything today. I just want to help you see what you've already got. Amen? Amen? The next label, so we've got, you are loved, you are chosen, you are called. And the last label I would like to help you see in your identity is you belong. Now, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You belong, man. We're your people. This is your people. You belong. I'm one of, I, I'm one of those people that never really felt like I belonged. I'm talking in my own house, didn't really feel like I belonged. Uh, I was, always felt like an outsider, always felt like the black sheep, always felt like the, it didn't matter where I was and how well I knew people and how closely knit I was with people, I still never actually felt, and for those listening to the tape, I did the fingers, the uh, quotations, that I belonged. And... The truth of it was is that my feelings were just a label that I put there that were contrary to what God said. So my feelings, once I've realized this, we just put them on a postcard, sent them back to hell where they came from, and and the feeling means nothing. That label is superseded by the label that I belong. It says here that I am a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And I belong. You belong. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like you fit in. It doesn't matter if you feel like everybody's judging you. It doesn't matter if you feel like this or feel like that. Man, the devil will do everything in his power to make you feel like you are not part of what the, sh- the, the Bible calls the flock. Because once a sheep gets separated from the flock, it's vulnerable now because the shepherd is not there to protect it. It doesn't have the numbers to protect it. It's now vulnerable to be picked off. And we have this sort of a mindset, well, I I, I can be in church, I'm going to be a Christian and and, and not be in church. It's like, yeah, we can be a fish and not be in the water as well. Like, it's just not a healthy situation, a healthy environment for a Christian to be outside of church because you belong. You belong. And I love this scripture here, and it's just really been one of the scriptures we've been just meditating on a lot lately. Psalm one. it says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I rejoice with those who said to me, let's go to church. <laughs> it's like, they're my people. They're my people. God has given you people. We are your people. Everyday church is your people. Yes, we've got our family. Yes, we've got our social, social networks. Yes, we've got but we've also got our spiritual body. We've all this the scripture calls it here, a holy nation, a holy nation of royal priests. You belong. I don't care what your feelings say. Feelings have told us what so far that we're not loved. What did the truth say? It says you are loved. Tr- feelings say that we're left out. No, the truth says that we're chosen. Feelings say that God doesn't really want the real us. Well, yes, he does want the real you. Feelings say that we have no place or we've lost, we've blown it. No, the the, the truth says you are called and you can never be uncalled. As a church, I really believe that we are called. Yes, obviously, we've been there. We are called to walk in what God has for us. We are called to walk as, I love this term that the Bible uses, Believers, believers, it's such a simple term and it's the qualifying, it's the one condition we have to walk with God, believe, it's simple, it's literally that the, whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life and that believing enters us into this love which transforms us and, and God does the work which we just went through a series that, uh, that Jesus changes everything and we put ourselves in situations where God can do the work that we can't do, but it moves us to a point where. It, but it's just believing. It's believing. And now says, and and we got this is a four week series. So I'm excited to what God's going to do in us. Now, my challenge to you over this series is to start believing. Start believing what this book says about you. Start believing what the scriptures say about you. Like just believe it. It's. My, my issue is that I am a reasonably intelligent person. Also, I like to use the word determined, but some people use the word stubborn. I like to use the word resilient. Other people use the word hard-headed. Testedore, <laughs> hard-headed in Italian. See, we are multiple languages, I'm hard-headed. And, and I, one of, uh, I believe it was probably a few years ago. I, I, it was just like I, I gave up. It was just like I really got to the point where God won. I, I just got to the point where God won. And I'm like, oh, I remember talking to Pastor Malcolm. I rang him up. I remember still where I was. I was in a car park um, opposite from Hungry Jack's. That's how bad things got and he's in full spiral <laughs> I remember talking to him and I, I'm in and it was it was just like I, I just I realized that I didn't know everything <laughs> it took me like 37 years to get that but I realized that you know what man I'm not right about everything I'm not right about everything just because I think it doesn't mean it's so just because I feel it doesn't mean it's so and I realised that I knew a lot less than I thought I did and I remember I was just uh, a follow up conversation to that was to Malcolm I was like Malcolm how come God makes young people so stupid I I mean I look at him and he's you know he's Achieve so much, and I was just like, but why couldn't God give that wisdom to a young person? Like, how you would achieve so much more in life, but for some reason, God's chosen to use this process, he's, it's His way. I don't know why. It's the same reason a seed starts as a sprout, the shell has to crack, it has to grow, and it doesn't seem efficient, but it's the way it works, and it's the way He's designed it, which means it's good. Because. When God made the earth, He said it's good, but then when He made you, He said it's very good. So you were in a... And and I got to this point where I'm like, you know what? And, and to be very honest, it's not like that moment everything changed. It's like, no, that moment everything started to change. And the more I'm walking with God, the more I'm starting to just see this book and, and think... Sorry. And just really sort of get challenged by it but in a way that says that says that huh i've thought this okay cool and it's just it took me a long time of just getting beaten down and then just banging my head against the wall so many times before i actually got to the point where i'm like i'm not picking and choosing what i believed and what i applied and now when i'm not applying something i know i'm not applying it and i know i'm in rebellion and i'm like hey god Struggling in that area, I know you're right. It's hard for me to do help, and it's not like I just I don't not justifying my position anymore. I'm not fighting to protect my labels. I'm not fighting to protect my like Jacob presented himself as Esau. I'm not fighting to protect Esau anymore. I'm saying, like, okay, God, I'm Jacob. Here I am, and God's able to deal with me. And as I accept His labels, as I accept. The identity that I am, whether I like it or not, guys. This is who you are, whether you like it or not, whether you walk in it or not. It's who you are. My kids can go off and they leave home, change your name, do whatever they like. Never going to stop. The DNA in them is my flesh and blood, my child. Never change. They can't change that. You were born again by the Spirit of the Most High God, and a spiritual DNA runs through you that will never change. You can call you. That's who you are. You can walk. The best picture I can understand is, is the prodigal son. A lot of us will know this story. It's a story of a, of a, of a young guy who lived with a really wealthy dad. And he, he left home and blew everything he had. And it says that he was at rock bottom. And it says he was starving. It says, but no one would give him anything to eat. This kid, rock bottom, starving, buying off animal food. he was living with zero of the benefits of who he actually was. Do you know that that kid in the gutter, stinking, starving, was still 100% a child of his father? His identity, didn't matter how he saw himself, his identity was still son of a rich man, son of a loving father, son of a capable father. And as soon as he stood up he didn't become something he wasn't he just uncovered who he was he came home and started to identify that the first thing the dad did first thing he did was put labels on him first thing he did says he put the garment on his put the garment on him and we understand the the new testament context that this is a cloak of righteousness just in the very first second the dad said you're righteous you're totally acceptable to me totally okay the blood of jesus has washed you clean you're perfect. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. In my eyes, you are pure. So he put on a ring, and that ring was actually the ring of authority. That's their, the seal. It would be a stamp. They would put in wax, and you'd have the, the authority to make business decisions on behalf of the family. Authority to make decisions and to, to, to execute the power of the family. This kid hadn't been home 10 minutes. Doesn't even talk about the kid having a wash. Just the cloak, the ring, and then the shoes he puts on him. These weren't just any old shoes. They were actually really nice shoes. This is what inside shoes. This were party shoes. These were shoes that you wear when you're going places, when you're someone who's going places. And immediately the dad says, This is my kid. He is my authority. He is perfect in my eyes, and he's going places. He threw a party. And we read the story earlier about how a shepherd would send one, leave 99 in one place and go and get the one and bring him home. It's in the exact context of this son that has come home and it didn't matter what he'd done and how he'd lived, the dad said, you are mine, you belong. His identity was a son in the house. (laughs) What did he say to him? He says, I love you. He called him in. He put the... (laughs) even though you still stink like a pigsty, because he came out of a pigsty, he put the authority on him, the ring that said, you're called. He said, come in. You're our people. And then the first thing he said, when the the older brother had a problem with it all. He said, no, this son of ours, this brother of yours, is home. You belong. So guys, we're kicking off this series and I believe God's going to do some amazing stuff through this series you are loved you're called you are wanted you belong you were chosen you're you loved you were chosen you were called you belong It's critical, guys, that we get it. It's critical. It's critical. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. You are going to miss out on the life that's yours. It's there for you. No one's giving you anything. It's yours already. Remember we read earlier that He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every leaves you no room. It means you've already got it. Amen? We're going to pray. I'm going to start by praying for anyone. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. I'm going to start by praying. It's a simple prayer. And if you've never made that decision to step into that love that God has for you. Maybe you have a long time ago. You've walked with God, but you're far from God now. I just invite you to just slip your hand in the air just so I can see it. And just want to come into agreement with you as we pray. And that includes you guys online. Just put in the comments, hey, that's me. Maybe a little hand up emoji. We're going to pray. I'm just going to ask everybody to repeat after me. Just a prayer that's just reconnecting with God or connecting with God. All right, church, just repeat after me. Dear God, today I choose to come home. Please forgive me for living life my own way. Wash me clean from today forward. I will live with you and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that God did a miracle in your heart and you started a new life. We'd love to get in touch with you if that's you and just get some resources to you to help you on your journey. If you're uh, online and and that's you, we would really strongly encourage you to get connected into a good Bible-based church because remember, you belong. These are your people i going to pray for all of us now. Lord, it's so hard for us to understand and to believe everything that you say we are, especially when life has taught us so many lies. And it's, Lord, I just, <laughs> these lies are so convincing sometimes. These lies that say, I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. I'm not wanted. I'm not capable. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce those lies. And I break those lies over people. I break them right now, and I just release the truth in Jesus' name, the truth that we are loved. I just speak right now to you. I just say you are loved by the Most High God, that the Most High God has chosen you. You are loved, and you are chosen. He has called you to a mission. He has equipped you and called you to a mission. You are loved. You are chosen. You are called, and He's given you people. He's given you a tribe. He's given you a family in Him. (laughs) You belong. You belong. I don't care if you feel like an outsider. You are not. You're an insider. You're, a fam- You're part of the family. You're part of our family. The, body, the Bible calls the church the body of Christ, the one family from who we all derive the name of God. Lord, I just thank you for the identity we have in you. And Lord, we refuse to waste one more day living below what you've called us to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Hey, we're just going to turn over to the worship team, guys. I'm just Let's just worship and let's minister to God, let Him minister to us. And I just believe even just as we spend time in the presence of God, He's just going to confirm that word to us. If anyone would like prayer for anything, would love to pray with you. Believe that God is still the God of miracles, that He does heal bodies, He heals minds, He heals lives. And we, uh, we, we expect to see miracles when we pray here. So I invite you forward if you want prayer for anything. But let's just stand and worship.